Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Critical race theory. Which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other. Sharp rise in book bans in America's classrooms and libraries. Racism is literally the building box of this country. Well, here we are. It's June, um, June 5th, and it's hard to believe that the summer's in full force. We got a lot of activity happening, vacation Bible schools and missions trip. Actually, as this, uh, as this airs, uh, we will have a team of NCS students in Rwanda uh, helping out with City of Joy uh, Christian School and uh, also Kigali, which is a, a school for disabled. I, of course, will be in Emuris, uh, Sonora. I got 30 uh, high school students that we're going to be doing some VBS down in Mexico. So if you're a, a praying person, which I hope you are, please pray for not just the NCS missions trips, but uh, uh, we have uh, students from uh, their churches are going all over the country, all over the world um, to, to not waste their summer, but to use it to uh, uh, build the kingdom. And, uh, and it's really good stuff. And of course, we're joined back by Dr. Glenn Schultz. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Enjoying the summer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's weird. And, and, and just so you know, uh, Dr. Schultz, we have a, it's kind of a standing joke with Mr. Brown and I, cause I think our people know that it's really like May 3rd or whatever we're recording this. So, um, it is kind of a fun little joke. So everybody just so you know, I don't want to be a liar. We're not liars. Um, we're just kind of predicting the future. And, uh, so, uh, do you have any pl- plans for the summer, Dr. Schultz? I know you got a kingdom summit coming up here in Phoenix. Yes, I, I, I do two kingdom education summits and I'm at a worldview VIP conference in, uh, world war II museum in new Orleans in June. So, oh. uh, summer's become very busy for me. Okay. But back when you were an educator, a little less busy, huh? Right. There used yeah. to be breaks in the summer, but not anymore. <laughs> So you're pretty, you're going all year. What, what kind of keeps you busy during the school year, uh, Dr. Schultz? I know you got a couple of conferences summer, but let's talk a little more about kingdom education ministries, your, your, your ministry that you, you have part of. I, I do a lot of uh, staff development uh, at Christian schools. Uh, my August and September is just jammed. I go from one school mm-hmm. to another. When school starts, everybody wants in service. Yeah. Uh, I, I do some part-time work here at Cathedral Academy in North Charleston, where I've been working with the school consulting for 20 years. And we're just trying to put the principles of kingdom education into more practical application. Um, and, and then I speak on a couple worldview teams that uh, do some conferences around the country with uh, Bob Jones Press and uh, Precept Marketing. So it, it, it varies. Uh, I, I look forward to Thanksgiving because from Thanksgiving to the first of the year, okay. uh, I'm not very busy. <laughs> Good for you. And I just like, I, I said it last time, but you've been, how long have you been in ministry as far as uh, education and Christian ministry? What, what What's the what's Completing the 55 years. 55 years. And as we kind of set offline, you, you got a lot of tread left on the tire and uh, I, I, what God has blessed me with good health. Amen. Praise God. And and what, what keeps you going though? Cause it feels like, um, I mean, I, I just look at people, they're like, Oh, 
I've done my 55 years. I'm going to drop the mic and, and and head out. What's what's keeping you keeping you going in this uh, effort? Well, for, first of all, no one was training the next generation of Christian educators on a biblical philosophy of education. Hmm. Uh, that when I came into it, you were bombarded with philosophy, but they don't do it anymore. We're talking about best practices, and we've got to be the best teachers we can in that. But if we don't have the philosophy, that's what kingdom education is. It's a biblical philosophy of education. We can do great things, but in the wrong reason. And therefore, we don't accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. And uh, right before COVID hit, I went back in the classroom and taught uh, biology, chemistry, and physics for a year with 9th, 10th, and 11th graders after being out of the classroom for 30 (laughs) years. And I just realized that these young people, they're the same as the ones I did, and but they're facing so many problems. And I just enjoy being around young people. So uh, it keeps me young. They give me a lot of life as well, Dr. Schultz. I I do love hanging out with students. And um, and as you said, it's kids are the same, right? Um, That's right. What are what in your opinion is some of the bigger challenges that our, our young people are facing? Well, just the whole identity mm-hmm. uh, issue and and being bombarded so much with social media, yeah, uh, that that they it's hard for them to understand how the real world works, right be, because everything on social media is pretty much fake. It's like yeah. living in Las Vegas every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you think, oh, this is reality, but when you leave, Las Vegas, you realize that was just a mirage. It wasn't reality. Right. And and that's what I think these kids, they're looking for. What's the answers to life's big questions? And, mm-hmm. and you know, is there any hope for the future? So I, I, I just think that we're the only hope to give them truth out of uh, right. God's word. Right. And th- those questions that I've tried to walk as a youth pastor and as, as now here at Northwest as a spiritual formation coordinator and Bible teacher for so many years, who am I? What am I doing here? What, what happens when I'm gone? Um, I think purpose, right? That, that's uh, uh, the Purpose Driven Life by Dr. Rick Warren, written years ago, just sold off the charts, I think, because why? Because kids want to know their purpose. That's right. And, and it feels like that identity we've talked about, uh, Dr. Schultz, previously, um, they, they don't have that. Um, they don't have the purpose. They don't have the identity. We could spend the next summer talking about identity, right? That that's true. We could. Uh, it, it's so it's so important. So here here we are, Kingdom Education. We're getting into your book, and and if you don't have a copy of this book, please come on by the uh, the school. We have uh, tons of copies available um, for you all, and again, teachers have them as well. But we're going to just break right into chapters one and two which is kind of the, the definition of kingdom education, the, the purpose and the result. And I'll just, again, I got some, some things that I read in there that I'm just going to bounce off you, Dr. Schultz. And um, on page 17, you said, if the body of Christ has ever developed a proper educational system for its children, we must go back and refocus on education as it was when God created the world. And uh, you asked two questions about when God created the world and it was, is education necessary? And if so, when did it become so? 
And so could you kind of talk about that a little bit? And just again, the, the, the purpose and definition of kingdom education. Well, when, when you think about it, when God created the universe and he created Adam and Eve and established the family, there was perfect uh, understanding of who God was because mm-hmm. there was that intimate relationship. Uh, God walked with them daily. Yeah. And, and so uh, they didn't understand what is wrong and what evil is. And, and, and they had no need for education because they just had the relationship with God and they lived in a perfect, innocent world. Right. But when sin came into the world, <laughs> then you had to teach the next generation what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. because they're, they were born in sin and they're bent towards sin and therefore they're not going to do right on their own. Yeah. Uh, and so education then became necessary and it was the responsibility of the home to do it. Yeah. And, and so when, when you talk about education, really you're talking about that multifaceted process where you're preparing children for life and eternity. That, that is so important uh-huh. uh, because all education is preparing for the future. Right. <laughs> we, right. we teach Johnny to tie his shoe because we have a picture of the future where he'll be out there by himself without Velcro. <laughs> and, and so he's yeah. got to know how to tie his shoe. Absolutely. Even when we teach history, it, it's so that we don't repeat the mistakes in the past. Yeah. It's still future focus. And, and what better way to future prepare them for the future, but then to prepare them for eternity. Well, that's what I, as a Bible teacher, I was like, I didn't have a state standard test that they they could take at the end of the semester to kind of see if they got anything. You know, I, I was actually going after their hearts and their minds. So I didn't know, but, uh, I, I always like to say I was preparing them for the final exam. And, yes. uh, and that's, that's the one that really matters. Cause a hundred years from now, as long as you've been going, Dr. Schultz, I, I, I don't think you and I'll be here a hundred years from now. Um, but, but God's truth, God's, um, God will be, and, uh, and that's what matters. We'll be with Jesus. So I, I heard an interesting statistic recently that when we think of the children at school age right now, yeah, what we instill in them will impact the next hundred years. Yeah. Because yeah. what we instill in them will instill in their children. Right. And, and that's going to be three generations. That's, that's three generations. So what we're doing today isn't just impacting for 2025 and 2030. Mm-hmm. We're impacting that could uh, last in, for a hundred years. Well, then I, I would add to that as well, not only what we are instilling, but what we are not instilling. Yes. And uh, and I, I, I said this last podcast, and I just want to give moms and dads encouragement wherever you're at on the spectrum. You've like you, you've been in the book with your students. You, you're kind of you, the Christian home is rolling or you're just like, what, where do I start? Um, that's where you start. You start where you are, because what you do now, you might not flip your, your child upside down right now, but you could be instilling something that could have, as Dr. Schultz said, something a hundred years from now that matters. So, so don't give up on this one. This is too important. Well, I, I think K to 12 education is more of a sowing ministry than a reaping ministry. Yeah, uh, we, we will not see the result until they're out there in adult life. 
And, and so we can't become discouraged if we don't see them become Apostle Paul's by age five yeah. and yeah. grade six, you know, yeah. uh, but, but we're instilling truth in them. And if we're instilling truth in them at home, church and school, it is going to reap. Yes. God's word doesn't return void. Amen. It will accomplish its purpose. Amen. Amen. And, and one, you, you said something about education that, that it's really easy to get involved in. You said too often man approaches education as a means of perfecting himself and in essence, making himself his own God. That's, that's big stuff right there. Well, when you think of it, Satan doesn't change his schemes. Right. Uh, he, right. he told Adam and Eve that if you eat of a certain tree, you'll become like God. Right. Well, he, he says the same lie now, but he's just changed tree. He says, if you eat of the tree of education, you'll yeah. become perfect. Yeah. You know, education will uh, solve all of society's ills. If there's a drug problem, well, drug education. If there's a teenage pregnancy problem, you need sex yeah. education. No, education doesn't solve ills. God's Holy Spirit changes lives. Yeah. And, and so we we have to understand that education isn't the answer. Right. But it's the means by which we give the truth that will lead students to the answer. Amen. And and you talk about, and we're going to move to chapter two. Uh, what is the difference between kingdom education and Christian education? Okay. It goes back to what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm. So I take from there that God's highest priority for every believer is to know, understand, and experience his kingdom every day. Yeah. Unfortunately, We've memorized the verse, but we've never answered the question, what's the kingdom of God? That's a big question. Yeah. Yes. And, and simply put, uh, I can remember Dr. Gene Mims wrote a book, Thine is the Kingdom, while I was at Lifeway. And he defined the kingdom of God as the reign of God through Jesus Christ in the life of a believer. Hmm. So if we seek his reign in our lives, we'll do everything that we should do. Yeah. Because he's reigning. Yeah. Well, kingdom education is an educational process where God reigns in the process because the home, the church, and the school are all obeying God as king. Yes. So that's amen. a simple way of understanding kingdom education. It's an educational process where God reigns because we're obeying what his word says about educating our children. Yeah. Praise God. And and we've seen uh, whether it's Chris, you talked about the decades and the decades of things we lost and the fifties, yes. we lost innocence and the sixties, we lost authority, seventies, love, eighties, hope, nineties, meaning of truth. And that led into uh, what you brought up as values, clarification, which I yes. think led to the whole truth situation, didn't it? It did. And, you know, and, and then when you go into the early two thousands, we we lost the kids lost their future because mm. they were afraid that everything was going to end. Yeah, if you remember that the turn of the millennium. Uh, oh you know, yeah, I was walking around with a bicycle helmet on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and then now they've lost their identity. Yeah, in, in the 2010s. Yeah. So as long as we keep giving our kids a secular education, they're going to keep losing. Yeah. And we've got to turn that around and give them a biblical worldview education. 
yeah. uh, home, church, and school united together, and then they will be able to confront this secularized culture that makes no sense. Yeah, and that's that's so encouraging to know that's happening. I'm seeing students that are like, even uh, if the adults aren't waking up and saying, we've lost our minds, it feels like some of our students are kind of waking up and saying, well, what are we, I'm seeing young people uh, kind of rebel against social media. They're like, this isn't good for me. I'm watching, yes. I'm watching, I'm like, I, and, and they're self-regulating themselves and that shouldn't be, but uh, I'm just, I am, I, I, again, I'm optimist. I don't want to lose hope. I know we we talked on the last one about my podcast, Kingdom Currents. Yes. But two episodes of Kingdom Currents, I actually interviewed three high school students from our school. And what they had to say blew my mind. They were so honest, but they really understood the issues. So I would encourage parents, if you want to know what we should be doing with our kids and you'd want to hear what they're thinking, Go back and look up that uh, those podcasts uh, from earlier uh, last spring, and you will find out that, uh, that we're raising a generation of kids who who do have hope. Yes, and they knew what's right and what's wrong. Amen. And uh, we we the term postmodernism gets thrown around a lot. Um, what's your kind of working uh, idea of postmodernism? Well, when you think about it, the reason why postmodernism arrived as an ideology is because of the emptiness of modernity or the modern thinking where science and human reasoning were going to send us into utopia Uh and and God wasn't included. It was just going to be science and human reasoning. And guess what? Science and human reasoning did not answer life's questions. So therefore, people rejected the absolute truths and said there is no truth other than what a society constructs. And therefore, since there are no absolute truths, what you experience determines what's true. And and of course, that just leads to further uh, emptiness and purposelessness. So I I, I just think postmodern and when when a person says there is no absolute truth, I just come back and ask them, are you sure? Yeah. And as soon as they say yes, I say, well, there's an absolute. You just said absolute. I even had yeah. one person say, well, that's the only absolute, that there are no absolutes. And I said, could there be a second? He said, no. I said, well, there's another absolute. <laughs> so you cannot live yeah. by a false worldview. Yeah. Because it makes no sense with reality. So that's why it's so important to give kids a biblical worldview, because that's what matches reality. Hmm. Dr. Schultz, thank you for that. And that idea, I do have hope and, and check out that old, older episode or even newer episodes of Kingdom Currents. And uh, I'm super excited again to have uh, Dr. Schultz with us. And, and you'll be back with us next week and looking forward to continuing uh, this summer uh, going through Kingdom Education with Dr. Glenn Schultz. Have a good day, everyone. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.